I had no idea it was going to be like this. This is overwhelming and I just don't know if I can do this. Everybody else seems to be going through it with ease and I'm over here struggling. I said these exact words to myself when I started my yoga teacher training and I've been having conversations with teachers that are in training right now and they are saying the same things. Because I know what I know now, I can talk them off the proverbial ledge and I can help new teachers understand that, yes, this is a lot of information, but you don't have to remember it all. Enjoy the process and understand that this is an opportunity to learn about yoga, but more importantly, about yourself. And these teachings can be applied to all areas of your life forevermore. Welcome to the Essential Conversations for Yoga Teachers podcast with me, I'm Monica Bright, and I've been teaching yoga and running my yoga business for over a decade. This is the podcast for you if you're a yoga teacher, you're looking for support, you love to be in conversation, and you're a lifelong student. In this podcast, I'll share with you my life as a yoga teacher, the lessons I've learned, you know, all the stuff that wasn't taught in teacher training my process for building my business and helpful ideas, tools, strategies, and systems I use and you can use so that your business thrives. We'll cover a diverse range of topics that will help you whether you're just starting out or you've got years under your belt and you wanna dive deep and set yourself up for success. I'm so glad you're here, listen, I don't take myself too seriously, so expect to hear some laughs along the way. Now, let's do this together. Well, this episode is a really dear one for me. Like many things in life, we jump headfirst into things without realizing how much support we might actually need. So I wanted to make this episode for all all the teachers who need to hear, you got this. Need to hear, yeah, I hear you, it's tough. Need to hear, although it feels like a lot, you can do it. And need to hear, if you find yourself overwhelmed, remember it's completely normal. And honestly, I don't think we offer this level of comfort and support to teachers in training. Okay, here we go. The first is mental preparedness. Okay, so I think it goes without saying that when yoga teacher training begins, teachers are thrust into lectures starting with what to expect or logistics, how this whole training works, what to expect to get from it, and an overview of the entire training. And all of this is to be expected. It's necessary information that needs to be discussed. However, in having these discussions, we tend to miss out on preparing teachers mentally for what they're about to embark on. And these are such important conversations. 
most new teachers will hesitate to raise their hands mid-lecture to say, I am feeling very overwhelmed and can we have a conversation about that? Why? Because it would require time taken away from the content that's being presented. It can be a little embarrassing or teachers in training may feel as though they're the only one feeling this way and don't want to bother the group with their own personal concerns. Can you say hello to the start of comparisonitis? <laughs> when in reality, I know there are more people in the group who share this same sentiment. Getting prepared mentally weighs heavily on completion rate, understanding the content, and confidence building. Okay, next is injuries and the physical commitment or the number of classes required. All right, the last new teacher I spoke with shared with me that she has to take more than 50 yoga classes to satisfy her requirement for contact hours. 50 classes, that's a lot. I'm gonna do a little math for you here. Okay, so the typical 60-minute vinyasa class has about 20 chaturangas included in the sequence. 20 times 50 classes is 1,000 chaturangas. Oh my God, my shoulders hurt right now just thinking about it. Many teachers in training are driven and strive for success. And I'm sure you are or you were one of them. So you best believe that most, if not all, of those chaturangas are going to be taken. There's a very shallow overview of injuries covered in most anatomy lectures, but the anatomy lecture is often closer to the end of TT anyway. So teachers have been taking classes throughout training before receiving information in the anatomy lecture. Personally, I think 50 classes is excessive. And some studios don't offer restorative classes as an option. Therefore, many of the classes taken to fulfill this requirement are powerful yoga classes, weightlifting classes, yin or deep stretching classes, and it can honestly turn out to be a recipe for disaster. But again, if we have these important conversations before teacher training even begins, it can alleviate a lot down the road. Next is perspective. The idea that others are better or younger or in better physical shape, better emotional state, etc. Here's a quote from a recent conversation I had. There is no way I'm going to be able to keep up with the younger teachers in training. I have chronic back pain and shoulder pain that makes it hard to do some of the most basic poses, like plank, chaturanga, and down dog. I can't even do downward facing dog without my shoulders hurting, and I don't even know how to do the pose and make it feel okay to me. So when I see younger teachers, it seems like everything is so easy and because it's easy to do and they don't have any injuries, 
they won't have the same problems as I do. Whew, that's kind of heavy, right? Because even the best moving bodies still experience self-doubt, lack of confidence, imposter syndrome. These mental blocks and body function are exclusive from one another, meaning you can have a healthy body, what seems like a beautiful practice, and the drive to take and integrate new information and process it, and also be riddled with self-doubt and lack of confidence. Next is overwhelm. There's so much information to learn and retain. Now, whenever you begin a big training, you know, there's going to be a lot of content to get through. We're talking 200 hours, 300 hours, even a 50 or 100 hour training can be a bit overwhelming. The amount of hours doesn't necessarily have to be the deciding factors on whether you, the student, will feel overwhelmed or not. I believe it's a combination of the work involved, the content to integrate, your family dynamic and social life all wrapped up together that has the potential to create a scenario that can feel like the walls are closing in on you. If you're looking to mitigate these feelings, then it's important for you to think about this beforehand. Look at how you respond to stressful situations, how you handle feelings of overwhelm. Do you have self-care practices in place that help during times like these? Do you have support from your family and friends? These are some of the things you should be thinking about anytime you know you're going to be working with a full plate. Next is new perspectives or different perspectives. You know the saying, if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. That's one of those things that encourages you to shift your perspective. Because when you shift your perspective, you have the chance to see things a little differently. Sometimes we get in our heads and make up things that have nothing to do with actual reality. (laughs) Here's an example. You see a picture of a couple standing next to one another, both smiling and dressed very nicely. You may think, oh, wow, what a beautiful couple. They seem so happy and well put together. When in reality, the relationship is rife with emotional abuse, but each of them know how to put on a mask and present themselves in public. I say that to say you just never know. So if you find yourself going down a rabbit hole based on something you think but have not proven, you're only making assumptions. And you know what they say about assuming. (laughs) So you can try to change a perspective you might have, like the younger teacher trainers have it so easy. They aren't injured or aging, which makes their experience in teacher training easier than yours. Instead, realize that you don't know what people are going through and the things they may be struggling with might not be so apparent. 
I believe that grace is always nice to give to others and to yourself. Now, to wrap up this episode and to give you some key takeaways, I believe in my heart that yoga teacher training is a wonderful experience of learning the roots of yoga and learning more about yourself, your strengths and your weaknesses. It's an amazing experience where you go through the trenches with a group of people and find some friendships that may last you a lifetime. I want to leave you with two questions. Questions that will help you as you embark on your journey into teaching. Number one, what practices can you put into place that will help support you throughout the training? And question number two, can you create a support group, a group of people either in teacher training or not, who fully support your process. The number of people doesn't matter. You could have just one really good friend who is willing to be there for you no matter what. Someone who you can fully open up to, who doesn't judge you, is willing to listen, and maybe even a shoulder to cry on. I congratulate you whether you're just starting your yoga teacher training journey or you've been through it and these points really hit home for you. Yoga teacher training is an emotional process and I think it deserves a conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode on the emotional process that teachers go through throughout teacher training. Again, this process is dear to my heart because we typically don't have these conversations and they definitely are essential. Could you do me a favor? Subscribe to the podcast, Essential Conversations for Yoga Teachers, so you're always in the know when a new episode drops and share it with a yoga teacher who you think would love to be in on these conversations. All right, that's it. Bye for now.